0: In the 38 years since, the United States has won four World Cup titles and four Olympic gold medals, making it one of the most successful national teams for the Americans. Those premier teams get a lot of love, but the 85ers, as they're known, have not. It wanted to be the world governing body
1: of the sport, and yet it didn't want to recognize women's football. This has been a long, long journey a story with many, many chapters. And it goes back long before this last year, long before 1999. And so I think the only place to start is by recognizing the very first U.S. Women's National Team in 1985. Welcome to a new series of Flame Bears special edition U.S. Women's Soccer Originals celebrating the first US women's national soccer team. I'm your host, Jamie, and I am beyond excited to be co-hosting this season with FIFA player of the century, Michelle Akers. Hey team! In this series, we'll hear from the infamous 85ers. They blazed a trail at a time when women's soccer wasn't an Olympic sport, and the Women's World Cup didn't even exist. We get to celebrate these badass originals who I am so proud to call myself a teammate of. These icons you don't know yet, but we're changing that. They're players who came from all over the country, some on scholarships, others playing different college sports because women's soccer didn't even exist at the time. Setting the foundation for what is now the biggest event in women's soccer this summer. Their stories have never been told until now. Now let's kick it off to today's
2: episode. My name is Pam Bauman Cornell. I was on the first, the 85ers, the first women's national team. Pam, what
1: is your first soccer memory?
2: I had the incredible, incredibly blessed to play Soccer when I was I believe I was almost 12 The best thing about it was I had this incredible coach. He actually this is a long long time ago He actually knew soccer and knew how to coach. His name was Ron Dietrich and he was amazing He taught us the game properly and I just fell in love with it from the very first time I played
1: Tell us about your team. We've obviously heard from quite a few of your teammates, but Why is it important that people hear the story of the 85ers?
2: Well, I think we kind of just got pushed to the side with all the success that the national team had starting like in 90, 91. It kind of just wasn't really out there. I mean, the 90 ones, you know, they didn't get a lot, a lot of press. But so you got to figure we're going to get even less of that. But yeah, um, to be recognized again and to be looking back is it's pretty special. It's been really, really cool. However, one of my friends reminded me that she's never ever forgotten what I've done. <laughs> yeah, one of the players I played youth soccer with. She said I never forgot. Wow, that's so
1: cool. Yeah, I I think you're so right. Like like that 1985 team was the was the like the, the little rock of the snowball that, and then it just kept snowballing, and then everyone forgot about the rock, but then but then yeah, no like we knew about the rock so we, we like we started it so but i, I think it took us that the that u.s women's actually doing so well and so much and culture changing enough to recognize that for people to realize that this team started that
2: yeah it definitely yeah i mean i don't you know lead with that when i talk to people and who i am because it's such a small part of my life even though it was very very important to me It was a very very short time and so many other great things have happened in my life so i don't you know say that was the greatest moment of my life ever and so i don't really tell people that so usually glenn because he's my biggest fan will tell people and we moved recently into a new neighborhood about five years ago and we were at a party and he started telling people and all of a sudden people are coming into the room going how dare you not tell us this information And uh, I'm like, what, what information? What are you talking about? So then I have to share it. So now all the neighbors know, and it's been very interesting with all the stuff that y'all been doing that I post on my Facebook page and Instagram page with all the new people I've met over the last five years since we've moved here that have absolutely zero idea about this part of my life. And so I've been impressing a lot of people lately.
1: Pam, so what do you lead with? What would you say are you most proud of then?
2: Well, I think Glenn and I have this amazing marriage. Very, very proud of that. You know, it's not always easy, but we really committed to this marriage 38 years ago. And so that's like my number one priority in my life is our marriage and our relationship. And then we have two amazing sons who are so independent, so strong, who on their own have more adventurous lifestyles than I do. They are hikers, Uh, one's currently hiking the Pacific Crest Trail right now. They do all sorts of amazing things. So we're really, really proud that we were able to foster that in them, to grow up, to be independent. And then um, I became obsessed with the Appalachian Trail when we lived in Front Royal, Virginia. It was right outside our back door. And I just decided that when the kids went off to college, I was gonna through hike the Appalachian Trail. Well, I fell in love with it and I ended up hiking it. I've hiked it three complete times in the last 11 years, I think. And it is, it's a great, great place. It's amazing. The people that you meet out there are just incredible. Just every kind of person you could ever imagine that you would meet, you would meet on the trail. So that's like been my my big, big thing. And then more recently, we bought a camper van. And so we've been going on these adventures. And then our oldest son, uh, Nick, is into ultra running. We're actually going to France next week to Chamonix to watch him and his girlfriend race.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. Like, I love the spirit of your family. You know, I love that.
2: Yeah, I just, I just like uh, like sports has always been like all sports. I absolutely love competing, love sports. Um, recently I've taken up running, racing, never was into races. Like if I said, if I want to go out and run a marathon, I'll just go out and run 26 miles around my block. But now I've been racing and I actually do okay for a 60 year old woman. I usually come in, you know, first, second or third in my, like this is community in our town. I raced a 10 mile race yesterday and finished second in my age group and it's like I get like so fired up and so competitive that it's really not a good thing when you're running what you want your heart rate to be lower. (laughs) I just get too revved up and I'm so so competitive.
1: We had to sit down with Pam's biggest fan for the inside scoop.
0: Yeah, my name is Glenn Cornell and I'm Pam's husband for 86 30 a lot of a lot of years <laughs> 37 years thank you uh, yeah 37 years so yep
1: Glenn what was the first time you realized that soccer was so important to Pam
0: Well the first time I realized soccer was important to Pam was way back in high school because we knew each other in high school so we uh, went to the same high school and like same thing we had like high school announcements in the morning things like that and Pam's name kept coming up all the time in the announcements every morning whether it was whether any sport really and but uh in high school really you know it kept coming up her name Pam Bowman Pam Bowman Pam Bowman blah, blah 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 and I'm like hey, it'd be nice to meet this girl so yeah and then finally we had PE together in junior senior I think uh time frame and I already knew her brother, so... But yeah, then finally I get to meet her. But as far as the national team, I mean, we were together during that time period. Um, so the prior year, um, I think uh, there was the the big tournament, they added Bowling Air Force Base when the, when the team was on paper. So that was really the first time that either her or myself even knew anything about that a national team even they talked about so that was you know a, a great experience it was kind of exhausting experience because they kept you know we would they be there all day long for a tournament and then they decided okay let's have another game because we need to see some more players and then let's have another game but it went, it, it went so long and even the girls were like just pick a team just just pick people at this point yeah you know, we need to go home but So that was the first um, part of it.
1: Here's the second part of it. We got Pam to describe the moment and then Glenn did as well.
2: Yeah, the team was formed. Um, I actually was put on the roster as an alternate because April Heinrichs was injured and unable to be with the team. So I got a call one day at work from the Washington Post telling me I was on the team. I had not heard anything from U.S. soccer. So I said, I can't really speak to you till I confirm that I'm actually on the team. And so it was kind of a delayed celebration but yeah just very very excited but not having any clue about what to expect it was going into the unknown glenn shared a bit more
0: and then obviously being chosen um, for the initial roster um, initially as a alternate but then getting chosen uh, to go on the trip so so yeah it was pretty exciting I don't know if she shared the story already about how that happened and she was at work and somebody from the Washington Post newspaper called her at work. She was working at J.C. Penney's in the credit department basically. And I guess they called her house, told her mom that they were trying to reach her. And then they reached her at work and they said congratulations we just want to get some uh information or some some of your feelings on what you think about making the women's first women's national team blah blah, blah. and she's like what are you talking about because she they had us soccer hadn't even told her yet so yeah so she was like i don't know what you're talking about but then she talked to him a little bit about it and then finally found out that she had made the team so um and it was super exciting for her i know in college she did go away uh, at one point to Denmark on, a, on an overseas trip. Um, so she had that experience a little bit but this in this case you know going off to a camp up in um, I think it was Minnesota at the time and then having that couple day camp and then going to Italy it was really a quick quick turnaround. but yeah, it was it was super exciting for her. yeah, yeah for a lot of them I mean at that point, most of them just played soccer for the love of the game right and and this was just something that came from that passion and that that drive to compete and all that stuff but yeah it was it was really cool and at the moment obviously you don't you don't know what it means at at that time but as the years go on i guess there's a little more appreciation of it for them you know from themselves and then also from others so that's really cool
1: if you could say one thing to younger pam what would you tell her
2: Oh, jeez. I mean, I think I did things right. I played for the love of the game. I absolutely just fell in love with soccer and just to enjoy it and to enjoy the, you know, the people you play with, your coaches, just the whole atmosphere. Just take it all in, especially um, the group, you know, that your teammates there, you're going to be your lifelong friends and you'll cherish them forever.
1: Glenn, obviously we know Pam's story matters, but for those who don't know her as well or aren't familiar, why is it important to share her story?
0: Well, I think it's it always matters to know where things started. You know, there's there's a pioneer story for everything out there, whether it be flying the first plane or landing on the moon, or in you know, the stories that they got ten bucks and a pair of shoes. Basically, that's what they got paid and handing down uniforms and all that stuff. At the time, it didn't mean it was like you know she was in you know, a pam. Called me, he goes. I got ten dollars. I got ten dollars a day. It was like she was excited about that, right? Um, and a free pair of shoes for for you know a college student. That's that's awesome. So, you know, I, I think it's just important to know how it started and and really playing for the love of the game. I mean, she's always big about the love of the game. Whether she coached, whether she played, whatever it was all about. You know, especially on the coaching side, teaching girls and players to love the game. If it's something you love, then doing that hard work, doing those extra sprints, uh, pushing yourself becomes fun almost um, because you love it so much and you want to compete. So but yeah, I just think it's it's just so important to always think back about you know, the people that were the first.
1: Pam, what are your hopes for the future of women's soccer?
2: Oh, that uh, the girls that play soccer will just absolutely fall in love with it and stay in love with it and have a passion for soccer the rest of their lives and pass that on to their children, to everybody around them.
1: What one action do you want people to take after they hear your story?
2: You know, you don't have to be a soccer player, but be active, Um, you know, run, play pickleball, women, People of all ages need to be more active. Get out and hike. Just do something. Keep moving.
1: Thanks for tuning in and massive thank you to my amazing co-host, Michelle Akers. If you'd like to send in a letter or video of support to Pam, please do so by sending it to Marissa P at flamebearers.com. That's Marissa, M-A-R-I-S-S-A, P is in Potter, at flamebearers.com. Thanks, and we'll catch you on our next episode.